Here we go. All right, the poison, the poison for Cusco, the poison chosen specially to kill Cusco, Cusco's poison. Ow. On a scale of one, Ow. on a scale, ah. on a scale, Ow. on a scale of one to ten, <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate your pain? Hello and welcome to Behind the Dreams Podcast. My name is Jordan Wiegand and I have my sister, Christian Allgaier. And this is episode 23 of the podcast where we talk all things Disney, uh, the movies, the parks, um, video games, TV shows, all of that. Alright, so our question today is, what is your favorite Disney villain song? Did you want to go first or do you want me to Nope, I need a second. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go first. Uh, my favorite Disney villain song is Be Prepared by Scar. Darn it, I... Oh, just thinking that one. And let me tell you, though, you know, this just broke news, too. They're, they're not having that song in the live-action Lion King movie. Really? Yeah. Why? Uh, I don't know. I didn't really investigate it. I guess it's just something that got cut for time. Huh. That's I'm assuming kinda... it might be that we're probably not seeing too much from Scar's perspective in the movie. Oh, you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking it could be because maybe we're just following Simba the whole time. So you wouldn't need to cut away and show Scar with Ooh. the hyenas. I got on now. Gaston? Nope. Oh, that's a good one, though, too. What is it, it is, it is. I was almost going to say that one. But I like Friends on the Other Side from Princess and the Frog. Oh, Dr. Facilier. Yeah. I really like that movie. I give Gaston the edge on that one, though. That song. I mean... Uh, yeah. My favorite song of Princess and the Frog. Oh, see, I like a lot of that. that. Is the, um, you know, Down in New Orleans. Song. Yeah. I feel like I should watch that movie before I go there next week. <laughs> yeah, so I heard you're going to New Orleans. What is that for? Girls Trip. Oh. With some of Bad our. Bad Moms 3, New Orleans. Yeah. yeah. We're running a 5K. Oh. Rock and roll 5K. And girl strip originally the one girl was going to run a half marathon but nobody else could do that yeah Yeah, pretty much (laughs) (laughs) we decided we were going to have more of a girl's trip fun weekend than that so yeah so it it, i'll just bring it up then since people just heard but you will not be on next week right because you are going to be in new orleans so we are going to be having logan from we met behind the castle on there um, on our show next week, so tune in for that. Um, yeah, excited. Excited to have him on again. Last time he was on, he didn't have a microphone, and I, you know, uh, and it was in November when we, Coco came out, so did our Coco review. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. And that comes out on Tuesday. And that comes out on Blu ray on Tuesday, yeah. So mine should be actually maybe arriving in the mail on Monday. I know when I got Pirates from Disney Movie Club, uh, it came a day early. So maybe it'll come a day early for me. I'm actually really excited to watch that again. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to have it. Marked on my calendar at work. Um, (laughs) Another former Disney College Program uh, alumni at my work uh, saw that. And she's like, I like how you have that as a priority on your calendar. I didn't know that you had somebody at your work that did that too. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I think she was a, a, a character. Oh, uh, wow. When she went 
It was, uh, she went a few years before me, I think. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we have some, she has a little bell, uh, the, the animated bell, um, in the red Christmas dress, uh, Funko Pop on her desk. Hmm. So, and I got, uh, I got my Mickey Mouse from Kingdom Hearts, a Goofy from Kingdom Hearts, and, um, a Vinylmation from Star Wars, uh, The Force Awakens on there, too. Oh, that's another good one. Um, sorry. <laughs> Which one? I was reading... Star Wars: The Force Awakens. No, I'm it, reading a good 20... villain song in there. I'm also reading twenty Disney villain songs that are they ranked them, and it has um, "Mother Knows Best" from Tangled. Mm. There's some that I wouldn't really. I don't know. Hi, Diddly D. Oh, I love that one. Yeah, uh, Cruella Deville. Oh, man. You know what? I might have to change my... Oh, my gosh. You know what else? But okay. it's not really a villain song. Like, I'm thinking the villain's singing it. But I guess it's about her, so... It's... Who? Which one? Cruella DeVille. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But... That's one of my favorite Disney songs. First so of all, the number one, it has ranked as Gaston. Wow. Do you know what is number two? Be prepared? No. This one is so good, too. I can't believe I forgot about it. So, I think that my answer looks silly now um poor unfortunate souls uh, i guess i mean it's a good song but i don't know if it's in the top tier of villain songs for me if corella uh, deville is on the table it might be that one because let me tell you that i just i would put that on the table that's a song about a villain yeah okay then maybe i'm changing my answer it's got to be down to be prepared and in, in corella deville though because, well, one thing, it, it's very, like, uh, Corella DeVille was always playing on the shuttle from my, uh, to get to work, um, all the time, at Magic Kingdom. Um, but it was also just like, uh, that, so that what made me really get into it all, to, you know, it'd be like 1am and that song's playing and you're just like, done with your shift, you know. <laughs> but, um, uh, but it, it's just like, um. I don't know what it is about that song. I, I like his voice. Uh, the piano is beautiful on it. So, but be prepared feels very epic, you know. Yeah. Um, Number seven is Heffalumps and Woozles. Nah, I don't like that one. <laughs> I, know. I mean, I like that part of the Winnie the Pooh ride, you know. But yeah. it's not something that like I'm like, let me play it on my iPod. Like I will listen to Corella Deville every time I put on the um, Disney playlist. You know, on my on the car. Yeah, trust in me from Jungle Book. That's a good one. Prince Ali, the reprise. Oh, when Jafar is singing it to yeah. him when he's locking him up or locking, yeah, um, Jasmine up. I think. Oh, that's when he's uh ki- no. You know what? It's when he's hitting him into the snow. I think. You know how he like sends them flying. Yeah. And the Siamese cat song is number twenty. Yeah, and they were our character of the week, I think, two mm-hmm. weeks ago. So. Okay, so anyway. Right. I guess we can move on to the news now. We had some nice chatter about the uh, villain song. Extra, extra, read all about it! Alright, so we 
got some news here, some theme park news. We got um, starting in Disney World. So uh, we have Explorers Meet Up. A oh, yeah. Great Bird Adventure is debuting April twenty second, um, which is uh, on the park's twentieth anniversary, which is Earth Day. So they have some concept art revealed of it, where you see the characters on stage, and you see the birds flying around. I'm still not really into this, so not really uh, <laughs> much much to say on it. Um, April twenty second. You guys are going up in April. The weekend You'll just before. Miss it, won't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been cool. You could have went opening day. Yep. Although I don't, I don't know that I would have been concerned, but maybe to say that I did it, but. And and we have a podcast where you could have reviewed it. Uh, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Disney will mark the 20th anniversary of Disney's Animal Kingdom with an expanded party for the planet celebration, April 22nd to May 5th. So I gotta uh, so get back the, up there during some of that. Yeah, over the two-week party, uh, over the two-week party for the planet celebration, they can attend. Uh, guests can attend conversation, uh, conservation talks by animal care experts and participate in enhanced interactions with some of the more, with some of the more than 2,000 animals that make their home at the Association of Zoos and Aquariums accredited park. So Rafiki's Planet Watch is where most of this will be uh, taking place. Um, that's where you have to take the train over to Rafiki's Planet Watch. Um, there's special photo opportunities, you know, holding up photo frames and stuff um, that are limited edition um, the kids have a chance to earn a limited edition badge for the Wilderness Explorers program. Um, six different Tiffin's Talks, which are uh, themed dinners hosted by animal experts at Tiffin's, the theme park signature full-service restaurant. And, of course, the opening of the um, Up uh, Bird Show. Um, you have a Dinotastic celebration with Donald and his friends will also premiere... Memorial Day weekend in Dinoland, USA. Um, and here's where you got to go up for these these Dino uh, this Dino. Well, I won't be up there for Memorial Day because I got something else planned. It, it's launching then. I'm saying. <laughs> you didn't even catch yeah. it. Yeah. No, the wedding. I know, but I'm <laughs> saying there's there's this. Um, they're going to be launching at that. It's a dinosaur-themed party. Celebrates Donald Duck's discovery that his bird ancestors were actually dinosaurs. Um, colorful, colorful new decor and playful character greetings with rarely seen pals like Scrooge McDuck, Launchpad McQuack, and oh, wow. more. And a DJ-powered dance party. Now, how often are they doing that? I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking... It doesn't really say. Okay. <sighs> Launchpad McQuack. I, I mean, I met Scrooge recently, so I, I, I'm definitely wanting to meet meet Launchpad. Um, that's cool. Yeah, you gotta go. You gotta go. Where was he at recently? Wasn't Launchpad at something? He may have been at one of those DVC parties, or um, sometimes they have him at like where the uh, characters are training in a. Oh. 
or behind the scenes of like the five Ks that they run and all that. Sometimes oh, you can meet maybe, the characters maybe. there. All right, so there was a recent roof refurbishment for the Wonders of Life Pavilion. Um, people thought that the Wonders of Life was then getting ready for another run as the festival center for Flower and Garden, which begins next week. But actually, Disney announced that it will no longer be the festival center for the event as it has for over 10 years. Um, they uh, Apparently, Disney Imagineering and executives were spotted walking into the pavilion in a large group. This coupled with the roof refurbishment and the exit of the festival center from the venue leads WDW News Today to believe that a new attraction or attractions is being envisioned. We don't well, really know, though. I mean, that's, yeah. the, that's the pavilion that had body wars in it, and it closed in 2007. Yeah, where is that? Um, it's over by Mission Space, to the left, Mission Space. Um, you know where Ellen's was? It was, like, between Ellen and Mission Space. So what did they have in there? They only ever used it at for Flower like, and Garden? Yeah, for, like, Flower and Garden Festival Center. I walked in there. It's where you could find shops. You'd have people telling you how to do flowers and garden, you know, like, huh. how to garden, stuff like that. Yeah, because they pretty much, what they had like other interactive things and that ride and a little veggie show thing, right? Yeah, Food Rocks. I think that's actually, that was over in, um, I think that was over in, in the other one. The other one, where Soaring is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, it would be nice if they would do something with that. I mean, they only use it for, what, a couple months when they do the Flower and Garden Festival? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, definitely good if they can use it for something. Well, cross our fingers. Yeah, it just makes you wonder what it would what it would be for. I mean, obviously, I, I'm going to be more pessimistic about it. I mean, if they're fixing the roof, then it, it's going to have to be a smaller attraction, right? I mean, it's not like how they're overhauling the Universe of Energy Pavilion for Guardians, you know? Yeah. Um, it's going to be something... Smaller. Smaller. Uh, Toy Story Land at Disney's Hollywood Studios... Opens on um, June 30th. Yep. Um, the I operating hours of the park have been extended to accommodate the expected increase in attendance. Sweet. So starting on June 30th, the park opens from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. Wow. Um, then for the month of July, it'd be 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. daily. Hmm. For Walt Disney World Resort hotel guests, the park will open at 7 a.m. for extra magic hours the entire month of July. And evening extra magic hours will take place on Friday nights from 10 p.m. to midnight. Wow. Yeah, so That's pretty tons good. of time for people to go in there. And, and especially a Friday night from 10 to 12, it's not going to be as crowded, I don't think. You know, because it's, it's extra magic, too. So you have limited people that can actually go. Yeah. Plus, maybe it's Friday night, so some people haven't gotten there yet and some people are leaving or yeah, something, yeah. maybe. Huh. All right, and we have um, Pinocchio Village House, um, which is a counter service restaurant, is starting a buffet-style dinner service soon, similar to Be Our Guest. Really? Um, so it'll be a counter service dining experience during the day and a table service at night. Hmm, what do you think of that? It's going to be $22 per adult, $12 per child. 
That's not that bad. Include Italian food such as multiple salads, baked ziti, meatballs, pasta alfredo, chicken parmesan, flatbreads, breadsticks, cannolis, and Italian cakes. Reservations should open soon. Now, that brings me to another question, and I don't know if you have any news about this, but have they confirmed if they're doing something with BR Guest Dinner or if they're changing it to a two-table service credit thing for the dining plan or anything? Ooh, I have no idea. Because they said, I read somewhere that they took reservations away. Okay. I guess people that were booking, what can you book those? Like 180 days out? Mm, I think somewhere around there. Yeah. So there was like no, you're not able to book any dinner ones, but you were able to book lunch ones. Mm. And they said that it was rumored that it's because it's their like changing up something with the dinner one and it might be that they're going to two credits instead of just one so it would be on the same thing as cinderella's castle oh wow that would make sense just how popular it is it would i feel like it's even more popular than cinderella's royal table right now (laughs) yeah yeah um just because this generation knows beauty and the beast better than it does cinderella you know cinderella was in the 50s um movie wise you know and um the uh, Beauty and the Beast is like this generation's Cinderella, I guess. Hmm? Oh, the, they just had the live action. Yeah, Joy's saying because they just also had the the live action for um, Beauty and the Beast. So that helps the kids these days as well. But they did have a Cinderella one a few years ago. Live action. Yeah. That's um, true. Uh... I guess I'm okay with this. I mean, Pinocchio Village House, I go over there for the chicken nuggets, but they're the same chicken nuggets that are over at Cosmic Rays, so I can just go over to Cosmic Rays or Columbia Harbor House um, for dinner, you know? Um, And it gives a different offering for for dinner and another table service when people want table service. If they can't get in Be Our Guest, maybe they can get into Pinocchio's. Plus, you have the nice overlook at... um, uh, Small World. Small World, too. Well, I was going to say, I like that they are sticking with like the italian theme and offering different food than like your normal food you would get somewhere else you know what i mean yeah yeah so another good option and i don't think the price point is very bad for that no 22 a person um for a buffet yeah for a buffet style yeah that's not bad at all really um it's not like i think royal the the acker house at uh Norway was a little, it was more expensive. <laughs> well, that's because of the characters, though, too. I bet you yeah, if they had true. characters, they would Oh, be that'd be cool it. if they had, like, the villains Pinocchio. from Pinocchio and, like, Pinocchio and Geppetto walking around. That'd be cool. I know. It really makes me wonder why they don't do that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, money. Well, yeah, but I feel like you could charge a lot more, too. Yeah, I yeah. Know. I'm just saying, like, you know, what they mean, what I mean by money is that they would actually have to hire another. Yeah, few actors, you know, to uh, play the characters. Um, so according to uh, to some sources, WDW News Today is saying that the Talking Mickey Mouse meet and greet oh, yeah. is going to be silenced on May 12th. Hmm. So that's just because it was causing too much confusion? Technical difficulties, guest confusion, um, and probably also budgetary. Hmm. As entertainer contracts for that area were higher, apparently. 
All right, we got some Disneyland news now as we jump over. We got um, Disneyland is um, adding uh, some new restaurant. It's going to be a Tiki Room and Jungle Cruise themed restaurant. It's where cool. Aladdin's Oasis was um, or is. Um, no, it's it, it never returned, I think. So it'll be transformed into the Tropical Hideaway. That sounds cool. Um, yeah, because especially that whole area where Aladdin's Oasis is, is like right next to Jungle Cruise and Tiki Room. So it makes tons of sense. Yeah. Um, no opening date for further, you know, no further information really. All right, and then also over in Disneyland, the Lamplight Lounge is going to be replacing the Cove Bar, which was a popular restaurant. Um, at uh, this is going to be in Pixar Pier, so I'm assuming Lamplight, as in like the Pixar lamp. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to serve California casual um, gastro pub cuisine, along with signature cocktails. Provides views of World of Color. Not much more information on that. But it'll open on June 23rd. Along with cool. Pixar Pier. That's quick. Yeah. Disneyland uh, Disneyland Paris. Got some news. They're doing um, some new additions to Extra Magic Time. Which is like Extra Magic Hours. Mm-hmm. The parks will open at 10 a.m. But Disney hotel guests and annual pass holders... Uh, can enter the park at 8.30 a.m. to enjoy a couple of rides and meet some characters in a less crowded environment. The well, we had that when we were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're adding more attractions. Oh. oh, okay, okay. The current attractions that are open are all located in Fantasyland, where there are no thrill, thrill rides. So starting oh. Sunday, March 18th, 18th uh, there is a new schedule which includes Star Wars Hyperspace Mountain, Obatron, and Buzz Lightyear Laser Blast. That's good. Along with Peter Pan's Flight, Dumbo, Le Carousel de Lancelot, and meet and greet location, Princess Pavilion. Uh, in Walt Disney Studios, the other park, there are three rides that are included in Extra Magic Time. Ratatouille, That's it? Yeah, Ratatouille, Crush's Coaster, and Rock and Roller Coaster. Oh, well, those are good ones. I'm All still right, we... mad we didn't get to do Crush's Coaster. Yeah. It's like the one ride I wanted to do. And while we're talking about uh, parks, I'll just do the rumors now for the parks. We got Disneyland Paris rumors uh, that they're to replace Illuminations with a new nighttime lagoon show in Disney Village hmm. for 2019. Sounds um, cool. So it's not inside a theme park at the resort, but rather on Lake Disney, which is in the Disney Village area. They said it looks like rivers of light with similar boats and flowers and water projections, but with familiar Disney characters. Oh, that would be pretty then. How long have they had illuminations over there, do you know? I don't, actually. I could look it up, but... I was just curious. So the other rumor that we have going around is that the Disneyland Annual Pass um, could be being revamped due to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So recently, Disneyland Resort raised ticket prices, raising Annual Pass's prices by 18%. Wow. And that the uh, changes to the... Annual pass holder program would be coming by the end of the year. Just says like revamp of the blackout calendar. Ooh, and then one of the rumors is that 
Disney might be blocking out access to Galaxy's Edge to Deluxe and SoCal pass holders for the entire first summer of operation. Oh, that's terrible. It is expected that Signature, Signature Plus, and Premier pass holders would be able to gain access during that first summer. And that, that they would be... be nice. There's rumored changes that attractions inside Galaxy's Edge will be Max Pass exclusive attractions and will not have a traditional Fast Pass option. So they would have to add Max Pass to their annual pass or else be relegated to standby queue. I guess we'll see. Yeah, that I don't like that idea. I'd be mad if I were them. Yeah, yeah, because you're the ones paying all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll just jump over to some movie news and TV news here. So we'll start off with the box office as... Um, Black Panther still number one, with estimates of making another eight hundred. I mean, sorry, eight hundred. Another one hundred and eight million dollars on this weekend. Wow. So it would be number one is Black Panther, number two is Game Night, and number three is Peter Rabbit in the standings for this weekend. Wow. Uh, yeah. And it puts it Black Panther at seven hundred million worldwide. Phew. It's outpacing the Last Jedi right now. Ten day total for Black Panther is four hundred million domestically, and um, Last Jedi made it to three sixty eight million in ten days. That's crazy. Yeah, crazy. It is just making money everywhere <laughs> right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think it's going to get to a billion. I mean, seven hundred million worldwide. It's only two weeks in. It seems crazy. It's already made more than Justice League and like Justice League's like whole total in just a few days. It's insane. Speaking of, The Last Jedi is coming out. Uh, they they officially announced it's coming out on Blu-ray and DVD March twenty seventh, which is what was rumored. Reaching digital um, providers like iTunes, Vudu, and the like on March 13th. So, that's only two weeks away. And that movie will already be available. Wow. And speaking of Star Wars, see how I'm just rolling right into this. Episode <laughs> 9, like we said last week, is starting to film this summer. There's an update on that. J.J. Abrams was on... Um, the late show with uh, Colbert and said that there is a script so a script has been completed and that they're getting ready to start I think he said in July hmm. they're moving right along yep moving right along and moving <laughs> right along we are moving right along to the um, Muppet Babies right we talked about that last week yep um they unveiled the new theme song March. and opening credits for the Muppet Babies. I haven't watched it, but you know, you, I you can look it for either. it. Um, and speaking of the Muppets, there's rumors of a Muppet reboot on the streaming service when when Disney launches that. Oh, really? Yeah, I guess kind of like how they had the one on ABC, which I really liked, and nobody else did. It seemed like I, I agree. Really I liked it too. It was it was funny seeing them in more adult situations. Yeah. Um, like you know, like everyday normal situations um but i'm guessing it's going to be not like that because people didn't respond well to that at all yeah 
And uh, that concludes our news portion of the week. So, had a lot of it. Uh, the movie news kind of just snowballed right into each other there. Um, let's see here. Character of the week is Lotso Hugging... Sorry, Lotso Hugging Bear. So let me just read some trivia about Lotso. He makes an appearance in Up. Did you know that? Um, I don't know. I feel like I knew he was in something, but I don't think it was that. I feel he like he be- made mm-hmm. an appearance in something else, too. He did. Um, he can be seen next to the bed when Carl's house passes by a bedroom window. And an advertisement for Lotso Bear can also be seen in Tokyo in Cars 2. So maybe that's where you see Oh. In early drafts of the movie, Lotso was a Care Bear. Huh. Uh, Technically, oh, according to the official movie magazine for Toy Story 3, Lotso was originally created for a Tin Toy Christmas, which later became Toy Story. Hmm. Um, some people say that Lotso is one of the evilest and depraved Pixar villains for his cruel and ruthless deeds like lying to Big Baby, forcing his former friends to follow him into darkness, causing toys to be broken by kids in the caterpillar room, beating Chatter telephone, yelling at Big Baby and attacking him, almost getting Andy's toys killed despite being saved by Woody and Buzz. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. He was kind of really yeah. evil. Yeah. This is weird. In the PS2 version of Toy Story 3, the video game, Lotso has a silent appearance and his fate is not revealed or is it seen. So, what was the story of the video game then? (laughs) Yeah. Lotso was originally supposed to appear in the first film, but the technology needed to create his fur had not existed until the third film. Um, A pink teddy bear that appears to be an early design of Lotso makes a brief appearance in... Toy Story 1. Really? Yeah. There's up on the shelf, there is Dolly, a duck, and a, and a teddy bear. And I think it's at the beginning there. Um, they're Molly's toys that appear on Andy's desk during Woody's staff meeting. Uh-huh. Um, so it is a bear, you know, uh, that's waving at him. It does kind of look a little bit like Lotso, but not too much like him. Right, right. Hmm. Lotso is the only main Toy Story 3 character to not appear in the film's epilogue during the end credits. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. But he has appeared in Toy Story 3, Up, and Cars 2 as cameos. Uh, And he's been in park attractions like Block Party Pash, Pixar Play Parade, Mickey Storybook Express. Yeah, he used to make meet and greets at Hollywood Studios. I don't think he does anymore. Yeah. I think, when did we see him? Yeah, there, there. But yeah, he's not there anymore because that's like Big Hero 6 stuff now. Well, they moved Well, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't even have that other area where he was anymore. Mm -mm. Or that's where all the Star Wars stuff is. It was in the animation stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, So our closing question today is favorite character dining breakfast location we didn't say breakfast it could be anything okay sorry any character dining location 
All right, so mine's Ohana. And why? Is it the uh, characters, well, the food, or what? It's it's everything, because I love Lilo and Stitch. And so it's that. It's the atmosphere, and it's the food. It's a win, 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 win. Okay. Um, What's yours? I, I have two answers here, okay? Oh, boy. <laughs> Just kidding. One of them... the. The, the one that you can get to all the time is uh, 1900 Park Fair. Yeah, see, that's like my second favorite. I like I the character roster. Um, I think you get a lot of bang for your buck there, too. Yeah. Character-wise and food-wise. Mm-hmm. And I like that it's actually a buffet where I can get up. Ohana, they have to bring it to you. Yeah. Let me tell you, that, that almost made me not break my record of Mickey Waffles. Okay. Yeah, but you know what? The reason that I like it... And I'm like, okay, I may not have to eat 15 Mickey waffles, but I was trying to break a record. Okay, well, I like the fact that you don't have to get up because of having the kids. It's so much easier to not have to take turns and take each kid up and get your own plate. You know, it's just more of a hassle. Chef Mickey's is good, too, though. But uh, my other answer here is um, when we went to um, Star Wars Weekends, which are no longer there. And uh, having, you know, um, like uh, the character uh, lunch that we had there with, um, you know, Greedo, the Jawas. Was it lunch? I'm pretty sure it was lunch. I think it was like early afternoon. It may have been yeah. an early dinner. I couldn't really but, remember. Um, yeah, where we got a picture of Boba Fett. Um, yeah, yeah. Before we went in there and then they had the Jawas and Greedo and Stormtroopers. That was just really cool as a big Star Wars fan. And also it being the last week the last the last year of star wars weekends i know is it kind of sad that that's like one of my favorite family pictures of all of us (laughs) has boba fett and darth vader in it (laughs) awesome um yeah so that's like my favorite old school one that is no longer there um but i think if i have to choose one it's probably gonna be 1900 park fair um it's a good choice i always like going to ones that have different characters that you can't see in the parks all the time yeah ohana is good for lilo pretty much that's it now yeah yeah. um you know and um like park yeah no 1900 park fair is a very good one you get uh you, you do get some characters that are the same winnie the pooh and tigger you get um uh yeah but you get winnie the pooh tigger mad hatter alice in wonderland Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. I think that's it. Does Bert come around at all? No. No, but you can't always meet Mary Poppins either. Sometimes she's out, sometimes she's not. She doesn't have like a See, now spot. here's the other thing. I guess because you can't... What is it? When you do dinner there, it's not Cinderella. It's the evil it's, people? Well... Step people? I think it was only moved there because Royal Table was being remodeled, I thought. Oh, I don't know. I thought it was always there because I was going to say, because that's a little secret for everybody, is that... Well, yeah, they, I have, mean, the, they have the sisters and Lady Tremaine and yeah. Prince Charming there, too. Oh, uh, really? I believe so. And to me, that's just a better atmosphere and better food than Cinderella's Royal Table. I don't know. I'm, I was never very super impressed by that one. Well, but. I don't know. I think I got kissed on the cheek by Cinderella up there. I think I remember uh, that as a kid. So I think that's a highlight. <laughs> But um, that's all I really remember of it. Uh, in, I mean, but if you have a little girl, it. you got to do it at least once. But I don't, so I guess yes, I don't have to. Yes, you can skip it. <laughs> um, 
I guess that would be my one thing is that I feel like they should have more boy oriented, you know, because they've got yeah. that one and they've got the one over in Norway. Um, that one's good, though. Yeah, but I'm just saying it would be nice. Like, gosh, I just wish they were doing like a Pixar, like a when boys Pixar get to would... a certain age, they don't mind going to the princess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but how cool would a, a character thing be with like Woody, Buzz, Mike, and Sully, or Incredibles, or I don't know, heck, rotate the people. But I'm just saying. <laughs> I'll tell you, most of the time they're going to be face characters. Most of the time. Yeah, I never realized you, that. You can get most of the conversation from them. That's true. Is, is that why. is true. If you have Buzz and Woody going around, they, they can't talk to you. Um, yeah. I mean, there are exceptions. Um, all the meals Chef that Mickey's. always have Mickey and Minnie and Goofy and Donald there. And Lilo and Stitch. And Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, but I mean, like, you're like, okay. And Crystal Palace. How many Palace. times do we need? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Crystal Palace is good, though, because you get Piglet and uh, Eeyore. Yeah, I haven't been there in forever. Since, I went like, on my program. I went on my program before the park opened. We we had a reservation there, and then we got to ride some rides um, with no weight. So that was that was cool. Um, but I haven't I, been since we like dropped. I think I dropped macaroni and cheese on the floor. That's like the one thing I remember about that place. Yeah, but uh, so what was? I mean, I wish character dinings weren't always like here's Mickey, here's Minnie. Uh, I chef hats. Here's Mickey and Minnie in Explorer gear for no, Animal that, Kingdom. No, that would be, yeah. You know? Or, like, like, it's that, and then it's also, you've got, over at Hollywood Studios, I mean, at least now they're kind of trying to change it up with different seasons, but even that, it's like every park has Mickey and Minnie, and then you've got them over at Epcot in the garden thing, yep. in their garden gear. Which and what was the other thing oh cape may cafe over at beach club yep, in sailor gear yeah like whew, just change up some characters put you know them in could, one place you know what you could do with the sailor one instead you could have not mickey and minnie there and you could have characters that sail captain hook peter pan smee yeah you know what i'm saying like that would be yeah. cool um really disney just if you're listening captain hook and smee is a good <laughs> one right there if you want to have a even jack sparrow even though he probably wouldn't fit in yacht and beach club um, no. Classy wise, you know. Captain Hook's dressed up. He looks nice. Um, yeah, but there's definitely some different ones they could change up. Yeah. I, I say mean, you keep Chef Mickey's, all those people, and then. I don't know. Well, I would maybe take Tigger and Pooh out of um, out of 1900 Park Fair since they have them at. Crystal See, you Palace. could put. You know who you could put there? Peter Pan and Wendy. Yeah, you could. Because you have all your British people. And they're Victorian. Like, it's that time of, you know, like, it would fit well in, I think, with Grand Floridian's look. Yeah. And, be... you know, the reason Winnie and Pooh are there, uh, Winnie and Pooh, <laughs> Pooh and Tigger are there, are because, um, I think, because the books were written by A.A. Milne, who was British, right? Right, you have, right. You know, J.M. Barry was British, who wrote um, Peter Pan. Right. So it would fit. Um, I would. I think that would be a perfect addition. Trying to, trying to think of some uh, some other ones that we could spruce up real quick here. Um, I mean, I like that they, I like that they have the Disney Junior breakfast over there mm -hmm. in Hollywood Studios because that's at least something different. But then again, I feel like they should probably start changing up those 
those characters because they still have I don't know if they still have Handy Manny, but they still have some ones that aren't really out anymore. Like not Yeah. Not and it makes played. me so mad that there's no Miles from Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. Again, Disney, if you're listening, just put them in Tomorrowland. I feel like <laughs> that makes more sense than yeah. Than the, either way, than though, but. either way, wherever you have him, it would be great to have him. But could you imagine they're like, hey, let's go watch, let's go see Miles from Tomorrowland in Hollywood Studios. <laughs> well, only like because makes... he's Disney Junior, but yeah. otherwise, yeah. Um. Even if it was like dinner in a show, like you know, it'd be a really good dinner in the show if you could have the Muppets. Mm-hmm. Like like a hoopty doo type show, but with like yeah. the, with people puppeteering them, and like the voices are just recorded. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and like yeah, so, something like probably that. talking big money there though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that'd be not cool. just a simple character change. Yeah, but yeah. see, even like okay, it is. It's nice that they added Rapunzel and Flynn and all to the other one boardwalk one yeah but then it's like mm, ariel you get her too at the yeah. other ones you know what yeah. i mean so uh. yeah that's it, one thing i think disneyland does better yeah i mean when we went to go see uh when we went over there we ate at the grand californian and we had coda and um the other bear, what's his name? Kai. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, and we also had, I think, I think Pluto was there, but that that, that was where also where the Brayers were supposed to be, but I think they had already retired them from there. Oh. Um, but that was a spot that had lots of different characters, you know. I um, hear, I hear that that place like there's goofy's kitchen that you eat at and yeah. i hear that they rotate the characters out so you that's where we ate at i think oh maybe not though i forget what it was called you know what no it was called critter something i think oh well then that makes sense with having the coda and kai yeah um yeah but chef mickey should be really the only one that I feel like it should have Mickey in it. And you can get away with the garden one over in Epcot. But we and don't, like, you know what else? Animal Kingdom, you could have Baloo, King Louie, any animals other than the main five. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't need to see them dressed up in Explorer gear. Yeah. That and my other suggestion would be instead of Mickey and Pluto at Ohana, you could put Moana over there. Yeah, you could put Moana and... Um, Lilo and Stitch. Lilo and Stitch and maybe one other character. Maui. I don't know. No, I don't know if they they would probably lean away from Maui. I'm just, just saying. I was just because of the controversy. Of... Um, What's the, the controversy? Uh, the controversy is is that like uh, it it offended people that I guess the suit that they would have to make. I don't know if he'd be face character or not, but like the tattoos oh. that he has, you know, symbolizes something. So I don't know, and I don't know if they would want somebody playing a demigod from Polynesian culture. I mean, you don't okay, see well, whatever. I was just trying way. to think of somebody else that was from that area. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> oh, you know what you could do, too? The, that's not a character dining right now. But in the Mexico Pavilion, maybe you could put Jose Carioca <laughs> and Panchita. <laughs> I knew you were coming I'm just back. always going to come back around to that. Yeah, so 
maybe we'll have a whole episode where we we can print out um, on a slow news week where we can print out all the character dining options and how we would revamp them. Sounds good. So, um, not next week because you're not on. But I guess yeah. we'll start wrapping it up now. Um, if you want to tell people where they can find you. Uh, okay, so you can follow me on Instagram at Allgaier Adventures, A-L-G-U-I-R-E Adventures, and the podcast at Behind the Dreams Podcast on Instagram. All right, thank you. And you can follow us on Twitter at BT Disney Podcast, Facebook.com slash Behind the Dreams Podcast. We are on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Please rate us on the iTunes store. It helps people find us. Next week, we are having Logan Stump from We Met Behind the Castle on. And, um, yeah, that about wraps it up. I guess right. uh, we'll catch you all next week. Not you, though. See you later. Low battery. <laughs> See y'all real soon. <laughs> <laughs>